Find Real Life。Welcome to another episode of Tectonic Shift with me, Rajneel Kamat, and me, Roshni Nayar. In this podcast, we discuss how technology today is going to impact our tomorrow. Yeah. So just before we started recording, you were telling me about some feature, AI camera feature that lets you fix your. Yeah. So it was they, like some magic thing. No, no, no. So you know, I've started making reels for the Signal now, and um, when I'm recording, I usually never know where to look. Should I be looking at the screen where I can see myself, hmm. or should I look straight into the camera? And more often than not, you'll find my eyes therefore shifting up and down, up and down. Up. I read <laughs> recently that Nvidia, which is like a huge, huge player in the AI game right now, has got something called eye contact, which is still in beta, uh, but yeah. it's a software tool where uh, it allows, like, while you're recording video or the recorded video, like if your, you know, your gaze is not. On the camera and all that, it does. I think it's it builds on what you were telling yeah, yeah. me so about. Yeah, so captions does somewhat similar. I it might probably captions just come <laughs> to people, it first. But people have already spoken about um, eye contact again in beta, but they were like it's really creepy because in trying to align the gaze, it's the AI is not able to. I mean, AI doesn't know, right, about quote-unquote human imperfections. I mean, it detects it as an imperfection, but it's only natural to look away from the camera. There are clearly imperfections even when you're recording video or capturing a photo. Hmm. And now, th- given that we're in this age of generative AI, hmm. camera technology has progressed to the state where AI is now going to make everything perfect and and maybe create very perfect memories in the process. Yeah, so uh, this is consider this kind of like a, a follow up on one of our earliest episodes. Which Rajneel, remember we were talking about? There's no innovation in smartphones anymore. So we are using this topic uh, to talk about how AI in general, generative AI, is going to change not only the way you click and edit photos. Yeah. But and this is quite a philosophical argument for me. What will constitute a memory or a moment for you? Yeah, you know when you talk about innovation in 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 phones, hmm. it brings me. I mean, I love the months of September and October, hmm. not least because my birthday is in one of those months. <laughs> <laughs> but because it's like a yearly bonanza of devices, hmm. right? The iPhone gets launched, and right after the iPhone, the uh, Pixel gets launched. Yeah, yeah. You know. So, and the reason we are talking about cameras, Rajneel, also at the end of the day, is let's face it, a lot of us buy smartphones because of camera specifications and things like that. Like there are many people for whom yeah. it is the be all and end all of choosing your device, right? Yeah. What we've seen is that um, what soft what hardware companies talk about every year hmm. is how awesome their camera has become. Hmm. Some adding of a new lens. Apple wants you to believe that even though there are technically only four cameras in it, there are some seven lenses apparently because of whatever magic that they're trying to do. And this time around, I think what really has caught the imagination of people is what Google's Pixel 8 and Pixel 8 Pro are able to do. Mm-hmm. Actually, Google didn't even give those many features to the Pixel 8 as much as the functionalities have given to Pixel 8 Pro. And I, I was watching this video with Google's hardware chief, Rick Ostelow, 
who was also in India to announce that they're going to make these phones in India now, the mm-hmm. Pixel 8 and Pixel 8 Pro, in a very glitzy announcement. And he was saying that, you know, when we started making Pixel devices, we were often wondering what the purpose is going to be. Mm-hmm. And now, we're finally able to see that vision in action, which is an AI phone. You know, some of you who are listening may be wondering what the hell we are talking about. So just a very quick crash course. So the new Pixel 8... Uh, comes with a suite of AI tools, right? And there are three that really stand out when it comes to camera, specifically like, you know, image and video capturing. The first is called Best Take. Uh, What happens with Best Take is apparently, uh, if you take a bunch of photos together, because most of us do that, right? You click several photos in a row so you can pick the best one. Now here, instead of you manually, and this is what stands out to me, Instead of you having to like pick and all, you are seeding to the AI to look at these bunch of photos and give you the best result of the entire lot, which means you can swap expressions. The AI is is putting it together, but you get to choose which face. Yeah, so that doesn't matter. But my point is that the grunt work is being done by AI, not you. And the reason this is revolutionary is because like I mentioned Photoshop. So those of (laughs) us who were, uh, you know, who grew up in the Photoshop era, quote unquote, and a lot of us who use stuff like who use stuff like garage band, right, to edit audio. Why everybody is talking about Pixelate and the AI capabilities is that it makes everything so simple, like Rajneel said. So there's best take, then there's magic editor, right, with which you're suppo- you can resize things in a photo. You can remove things and include things in a photo. I saw like one person who, like, you know, there was an outdoor photo and they were standing on a pavement and they changed the pavement to like, to make it look like a European, like ancient European city and stuff like that. So what it is doing is editing tasks are being simplified. And if you, once upon a time, if you take hours on Photoshop to get the result you want, now you can just do it with a pinch, right? Or you just tap and drag. Audio Magic Eraser is like eliminating unwanted sound from the background and things like that. Again, really simple. So for me, what stands out is all of this is on one native handheld device in the native camera. AI perhaps has always existed in phones. Hmm. Um, And you've often seen it in camera technologies and like imaging. But this is the first time where we are seeing that that AI power being given to the user. Let me give an example. Apple would have a lot of background AI running Mm -hmm. to make the photos better. Hmm. You couldn't edit it as much as you wanted. But when you're thinking of the Google Pixel 8 now, you can click a photo. Then you can use the magic editor to isolate the subject make it bigger, smaller, move it up, down, left, right, however you want. I'm used to anyway taking like, when people tell me, please take a photo. You know, like how sometimes some, like a stranger will request, can you please take a photo of us? Hmm. Like I take maybe five, six. I'm yeah. like, you please choose which one came out well. Because I'm not sure which so one now, came yeah, out well. So like we but, are the kinds of people, Rajneel, where we click like 10,000 photos for people because we are like, we don't trust ourselves. And if they have a Pixel 8, then they can just be like, oh, this person can't do shit. <laughs> then they'll just like uh, go to best take and best take will be like, yeah, I agree with you. These these people can't do shit. <laughs> yeah. Pixel 8 will basically just, even if like, I mean, here's the thing about the Pixel phone. Mm-hmm. You can fix everything in post, as Marquez Brownlee mm-hmm. puts it, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what you do for the photo when yeah. you're taking it because yeah. you can fix it. Exactly. 
But I often wonder, right? It now basically means that you're always looking good, you're always looking great, and your photos are always good. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, perfect. And that's what AI does. And we're not just seeing that use case in consumer cameras. We're also seeing how AI is being deployed on a whole range of devices, whether it's CCTVs, mm-hmm. whether it's uh, sensors, so on and so forth. Uh, we already know that Amazon's Ring, for example, is using AI in a very big way. The, the Ring security camera has been contentious for, I would say, I know people will say it's hyperbole, but I don't care. Donkey's ears. So <laughs> like, there have been reports since like 2015, 2016 about how, like the thing about AI is it's, I mean, whittling, whittling it down and being really simplistic about it. But at the end of the day, it's a database. And uh, the Ring security camera has many problems with it. Privacy is just one of them. But one of the issues was like, because it's dat- it's a database, um, there are, so there were reports that came out about like third party, uh, you know, contractors and employees being able to, not only being able to watch the videos, but like, you know, in terms of sharing it with law enforcement agencies without consent and things like that. And there were issues about, you know, people becoming vigilantes because of it. And AI has had a very big part to play in it. But now, Rajneen, uh, because it's the AI rat race and how, I think Amazon is, remember, like we, we've spoken so much about the death of voice assistants and it's kind of using AI to like resuscitate yeah, yeah, a lot of these like, you know, the resurrection projects. like a yeah. phoenix is now bar. I mean, Google Assistant is now going to come back with Bard. So, yeah. Yeah. So, like basically when it comes to, uh, you know, smart home devices and the internet of things and Ring already had AI and you're going to, I think you're going to see a perfection of that and a building on the AI that already existed. But even outside of like smart home devices, you mentioned CCTV cameras, right? So like, um, you know, I read a bunch of stuff about how cops in the UK, for example, are using AI enabled CCTVs to like uh, be able to identify license plates better for one, you know, so they can uh, zero in on people who are littering. <laughs> um, closer home, Kerala uh, <laughs> apparently has an AI enabled traffic violation detection system. I had no idea about this. Nice. Uh, but uh, the, the last report, which I think dates back to last month or something, was like the motor vehicles department in the state. <laughs> is uh, started serving notices to vehicle owners based on offenses detected by AI traffic camps. Yeah. But you know, when I think of CCTV infrastructure, hmm. one of course is the debate of whether you should have so many CCTVs and infringe on privacy and mm-hmm. rights and things like that. Mm-hmm. But given that you already have so many of them, Hey, sorry to button. Didn't you live in Gurga once upon a time or you travel a lot to Gurga? You've read the latest news about Gurga. No? It's going the Hyderabad way and uh, Gurga police have said that they will now access, uh, be able to access all yeah, the yeah. CCTVs in Gurga. Well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But see, I'll tell you, I mean, and that's what I've always wondered. So many times, you know, when you open these news apps, mm-hmm. you'll often see this CCTV footage of somebody being beaten up, chopped mm-hmm. up, murdered, all of that. Mm-hmm. Right? I know this is gory. But I think a lot of the CCTV capturing that we do often serves to only add evidentiary value in the case. Right. The crime is already committed. Hmm. And I'm always thinking, Ali, if you had a CCTV and you were monitoring it, when the crime was being committed, why couldn't you go and stop it? And then you'll realize that, oh, well, you know, there were 10,000 cameras. 
we weren't necessarily watching that camera at that time we were watching something else hmm. but if you now had this ai to tell you that hey switch to this camera because something is happening which seems like it's a lot out of problem hmm. could be a crime please watch that and immediately dispatch help i think that that, that adds a lot of value and this is where ai will oh, that help that is so problematic like there have been ample studies in the us and all i mean i find even though you may be on the other side of the camera taking a call you are ceding the decision making to ai and that is a huge problem no, for no, me no. i don't want ai to tell me that this is a crime what i want ai to do would definitely flag off and tell me that this is there but ultimately let the humans judge it yeah but you know like there have been instances of like as it is ai databases are full of because they are trained by humans there's a lot of bias that creeps in and you know there have already been instances like you know you remember when the riots came out in delhi and all that and in hyderabad also there have been concerns over how like uh ai enabled or not even ai enabled cctvs can be used to like you know profile people and yeah. predictive analytics is so I, problematic I yeah there. i wouldn't go to profiling i think that's definitely problematic my limited point would be if it could act it could be like a sound alarming system which can tell you that something is happening here you may want to see and maybe intervene if you think it's necessary right i mean everything at the end of the day it's pattern recognition yeah, and if yeah. what reminds me coming back to the smartphone right like people may think oh why are you drawing a parallel between like cctv use which is like what law enforcement typically uses on your dumb ai camera on your smartphone it's all pattern recognition so google the pixel 8 is starting out relatively it, it's a huge leap for us but when it comes to ai it's it's still like beginning steps right this is only the beginning where is it going to go from here tomorrow like today it will give you like once you click a whole bunch of photos and best take is like hey this is what looks the best do you want to keep it or no and this for me is a philosophical argument because let's talk about what the camera role actually is what is a photo rajni like duh like miriam webster definition but what is a photograph i mean at the end of the day i was doing a bit of research on this and you know publications like verge and wired and new york times came out with these beautiful arguments precise on precisely this and at the end of the day it, I came across a pretty kick-ass quote by like a comp science professor at the University of California, uh, Dr. Ren Ng. And basically what Dr. Ng said is, a photo at the end of the day is a visual fact. And with an AI camera, a photo no longer remains a visual fact. Yeah. And I know I'm, I'm sounding like super dystopian here, but do you think there's any problem or not with like... the pursuit of perfection and how ai is taking us closer and going to make it the default i don't know if we want if ai alone is bringing about this moment hmm. where we are asking whether we want perfection but we're already living in the social media age where everybody wants to at least on instagram show you a very perfect life show you a very perfect shot there's I mean I'm already I already sometimes I look at Instagram start beginning to question the reality of that image the reality of that person or the reality of that situation because it just seems too good to be true all the time what AI is perhaps doing is or at least what Google's figured out that we're already in this pursuit one way or the other 
why not make it easier right why should people have to jump so many hoops to find that perfection let you, ai do that job it's a great market demand and need you know it's funny that you mentioned hoops because in one of the reviews of the pixel 8 like one of these guys who was reviewing the device there was a photo of a guy playing basketball and to kind of display what magic editor can and cannot do the dude was like so it's a still shot of a guy dribbling the basketball still on the ground he took the ball and put it somewhere using magic editor they managed to make the guy look like he's jumping jumping and, and the basketball <laughs> is in the hoop it's netted and he's above the ground and rajneel you know what you mentioned instagram and all no matter how kickass we are at these things or even photos okay i'm not sorry photoshop pros we are like amateurs but like we will not be able to make changes like that and at the end of it all have a photo that looks perfect like where you cannot tell like i saw a rendition of that magic editor where a guy has gone from like not even jumping or attempting a shot to now looking like he's netted it yeah yeah because so, you can even like like change shadows and stuff and rajneel for me like yes ai has always been there yes we have it in our filters and you know n number of apps but the perfection and the ease with which you can do it like you know just pinching and dragging and dropping fuck like that is revolutionary yeah. man and at least i don't have to hear my wife nagging me that i take bad photos to at a more philosophical level we've stopped enjoying the moment because we're too busy capturing it precisely and th- you know that's the difference between a moment and a memory a moment is a visual fact a memory is how our how we remember it and memories are imperfect the thing about a moment and a memory rajneel is that um photos like pho- photography was invented as a recording a snapshot of a fact that took place now beca- with our camera rolls and all these tools at our disposal we are like I don't want to remember like you know this stupid ass face that I made out looking so ugly which was the reality I want to remember myself as looking like a million bucks or whatever and smiling and not having like one eye closed and one <laughs> eye open but then you know somebody rightly mentioned they were like at the end of the day AI is r- doing the replacement for you because you don't have to put that much effort into it anymore biggest concern for me is as of now still from what i believe the watermark feature in the pixel 8 is not there meaning that you it's there is still no way to tag ai enhanced photos yeah um, because i think a lot of the efforts that have been going around in watermarking on ai is on direct text to uh, text to image creation not necessarily mm-hmm. photos uh, you know even before i must call out here though that um, a lot of the chinese oems hmm. even on non ai photos used to say shot on a one plus shot on a, i don't know if you remember those watermarks that used to be there yeah, but that was the, optional na like we could it, uh, it was optional right. but even in a if, even in a non ai age this was still a thing okay, so i yeah. think now maybe pixel needs to think about specifically saying shot on pixel not for any other reason but letting people know that this could have been modified or you know ai could have done its magic in some way and what i mean by that is not just generally ai enhancing the photo hmm. but specifically the functions of let's say changing your face or your expression or you know using magic editor to change 
you know you are actually on the ground but when the photo shows you are actually jumping high up in the air right yeah like i think those are areas where they should call out like and that is a moment that never took place yeah, ever yeah but uh, on social media it definitely did <laughs> right i believe like one of these publications approached google for a statement about like you know the watermark you know using watermarks for anything that is ai enhanced and google apparently like a spokesperson uh, said that magic editor which is like the you know or mega editor tool now in the pixel 8 apparently magic editor <laughs> this made me laugh it will include metadata which is embedded in the image file and will indicate whether the image has been edited using ai yes, hello instagram ex- shows us all that what yeah yeah <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah okay sure. yeah sure like if i if i upload a <laughs> photo to social media anybody who's look at it is going to like go download go inside an image editor or whatever be a total like geek about it and be like ha like let's look at the metadata and see if it's enhanced how many people are going to do that yeah, like what the hell themselves sometimes don't analyze metadata then forget <laughs> normal people no exactly and <laughs> dude like um i didn't know like there was shit worse than this already taking place okay so like uh when a producer shorbori like helped us with our research uh, only then did like did i have a til moment about this company called paragraphica no it's not a company it's a camera without a lens apparently oh wow and paragraphica's whole funda is like you know it's for me it's the equivalent of like if you want to pinch your nose instead of pinching it from the front you're going to take your hand behind your head and do the coil coil around and do a roshni is just actually doing that action as we speak <laughs> as if there's a video being shot but okay <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> but so apparently this camera is like oh we are so like radical because there's no lens we are just so every time you hold the cam- paragraphica camera it detects your location and detects the weather and basically everything about like think of it as street view on steroids i guess google street view on steroids and uh, it then writes a paragraph based on the combination of all the spatial details it is collecting and converts that paragraph into a photo and imagine they have the audacity to say this on their website um a complex and nuanced reflection of the location the user is at so it's describing the photo that will be clipped in clicked in simple terms the image is how the ai envisions or sees the place not though they are not going to be exactly similar to the location so it's like ai accessing all that data for what to give you like an inaccurate output again falsification why do you need a device camera for that you just need a mobile phone which can do that yeah. shut off your lens and still ask no but them. that's the whole thing so they are trying to make it seem like oh cameras will not have lenses anymore and it's going to give you this falsified bullshit after accessing these reams of data that give you what? i mean this is like mindless innovation i would think yeah but my problem with ai is like you know there is there's so much there are so many into cutlets and something as simple as a watermark is not top of your priority list what is wrong with you yeah. no i mean i think the ai is definitely changing the way we capture photos mm-hmm. and changing the way we capture footage whether it's a video on our phone mm-hmm. or whether it's footage on a cctv camera or in any other use case right speed cameras surveillance cameras for for, for cities airports so on and so forth I think we need to understand and define what are the th- things we should be using AI for and depend on mm-hmm. and where do we draw the line and say no 
the human intervention is very much needed like i would love if ai can of course make my photos better and without zero effort from my end make me a good photographer <laughs> I, i get a sense that you are pretty upbeat about ai camera capabilities i i i'm upbeat because i think the possibilities is to me it democratizes good photography and creativity in Dude, some ways. That's like you striking a deal with the devil for like half a sandwich or something. Come on. But at this point, I'm willing <laughs> to strike a deal for a full pixel phone. <laughs> yeah, actually, I, it, it is a very The pro pretty. one, not the normal one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I am tempted, but also like I, like I said, I find it disturbing because man, so, and this is something I wrote about like a few days back on precisely this subject, which is yeah. and we'll post this question to our readers at the risk of repeating myself readers and listeners like would you rather capture a moment or would you rather capture a memory and i think i think my conclusion is just really that question more yeah. or less i think that's going to be putting up for vote <laughs> a moment or a memory hmm. and with that we come to the end of another episode of tectonic shift This podcast wouldn't be possible without our producers Sharbury who's also helped us on the research Manas and Nirvan on sound editing Purvika on the artwork and Harshvardhan Singh who's made the original music If you liked and enjoyed this podcast please don't forget to rate and review us You can also send us feedback on hello@thesignal.co or if you want to know more subscribe to our newsletter on www.thesignal.co You can also follow us on social media, Twitter, threads, Instagram on thesignal.com. Thanks, Roshni. See you. Bye, Rajni. Bye.